The ESPN San Antonio Audio Vault is powered by AA Best Bail Bonds. 210-225-2121. Or online at mybestbailbonds.com. On our the morning, Rudy J. Carl showing it, and right now we missed them last week. It was Super Bowl week. It was a hectic week. We're out in L.A., so apologies first off to Coach Henson. But we're joined right now by the UTSA Roadrunners head basketball coach, Mr. Steve Henson. How you doing, Coach? Doing great. How you guys doing today? We're good, man. Um, how's your weekend? Are you you a Super Bowl guy? You watch Super Bowl? Are you too busy breaking down film? Did you get to watch the game? Are you have any time? Were y'all on the road? How was your weekend? Absolutely. No, originally, our league scheduled a bunch of games on on, on Sunday. We were scheduled to play Western Kentucky on Sunday. Uh, but they called a few weeks ago. They had a makeup game they needed to, to pick up, and were trying to get in it on Monday. So they called and asked if we could move our game to Saturday. And that, that worked better for us anyway. So, yeah, we played Western Kentucky on Saturday. And, uh, Sunday was our day off. So, yeah, we did it upright. Had, had some food and watched the game. and Chiefs weren't in it, but uh, other than that, it's oh, a good deal. So you're Chiefs, okay? So you're Chiefs fan. So you know <laughs> yeah. what's crazy, coaches? I I, I might have jinxed y'all because after y'all played Buffalo, or after the Chiefs played Buffalo, I was like, to me, it felt like that was the Super Bowl. I was like, I don't know who's beating the Chiefs in in Kansas City, but you being a coach, you know, in one game, anything can happen, and anything happened. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but. How about the overall the playoff, the games? How many of them were just right down the line? I know. I plays down the stretch. It was a, it was a, I watched probably more NFL this year than I have most years, but there were some incredible games down the stretch. Yeah. Um, so you got Southern Miss You got Southern Miss coming up Thursday, and then you got Louisiana Tech Saturday. Yeah. So break it down for the listeners. So like when, you, when that's like that and you got a back-to-back road, do you all just stay on the road? You just go from Southern Miss straight to Louisiana? Yes, we do. We okay. Do, but, uh Pretty pretty common the way our league has been set up the last you know since I've been here is uh, um, you're going to have a Thursday Saturday at home and then the following weeks will be Thursday Saturday on the road we have travel partners so UTEP's our travel partner so when we go this week we will head out to uh, Southern Miss first UTEP will head to La Tech first and then on Friday we we flip flop and travel and uh, some of the pro, some of the teams in our league charter which make, gives them a big advantage uh, UTEP's one of them so they'll play Thursday night and probably charter right on into to uh, Hattiesburg, we'll play Thursday night in Hattiesburg and spend the night and get up a bus to uh, uh, La Tech. So it's one of the longer bus rides, but our guys get used to it. They, they know the deal on Fridays. And these places, a lot of these places, it's not that we're that we're choosing to bus. It's just easier than flying. You know, it's so yeah. remote. By the time we bus to an airport and then fly and then bus again on the backside of it. So um, Fridays, we've talked about this for years, are real important days because we're going to travel and and have one day to prepare for the upcoming opponents. So those are pretty important days for us. You know, but did you, I mean, you're on to something there, Coach, and I, and I kind of agree with you. And it, with you all going to the AAC shortly, is the whole charter thing, that, will that become more important, or is it just as important now? Like, talk to me about going forward, how, if that, how does that go as far as recruiting, travel, just anything, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a big it's a big part of it. I mean, obviously, it's a tremendous cost that's associated with it. And in our league, there's there's a handful of teams that that do charter. Some charter every trip. Some some charter just just uh, 
uh, you know, when school's in session, you know, these types of Thursday, Saturday deals. You, you, you miss less class time if you charter. Right. Um, certainly easier wear and tear. You know, San Antonio's an incredible city, incredible <laughs> airport, but there's not many direct flights out of San Antonio. Either, so not only are we a lot of times flying, but we always have the connections. You know, it seems like we're almost always connecting through Dallas and Houston. And that just, just takes a toll on you over the course of, of eight or nine road trips during the year. Hey, Coach, I will say it for you. Coach, this is this is me. This is not Coach Henson. Our airport situation is awful, Coach. I said it, not you. <laughs> it's not, it's, it's awful. It's easy. We just need more direct flights. Yeah. Um, our afternoon show, the, they're called The Blitz. They're, four, they're on 4 p.m. to 7 p.m., Coach. They had an opportunity to sit down with Jacob Germany last night. Talk to me a little bit about this. Is he legit 6'11"? Because I know sometimes... You know, they say these guys are six eleven, and they get to the combine, and we find out they're six eight. Talk to me a little bit about Mister Germany. Well, uh, I, I don't know his exact height. No, I'm well not. enough that uh, I feel comfortable calling him six <laughs> yeah. eleven. Yeah, he he probably at the combine will come up just short of that. Uh, but but man, what a talented guy! I mean, offensively, he can do a little bit of everything. He's so – he's just an athlete, you know. Right. He's agile. He's got great hands, great hand-eye coordination. I mean, he can hit a he can hit a golf ball right-handed, left-handed. He was a pitcher wow. in high school. Um, so, so, yeah, a lot of times some of those guys, you know, they're big and they can play and they can impact the game, but they just don't have the, the, the fluidity that he's got, the natural instincts. And uh, uh, he's just real graceful on the offensive end. We're still trying to get him to, uh, you know – block more shots and impact ball screens defensively. But on the offensive end, he's terrific. Yeah, um, and where he was out, our our afternoon show, they were out at a, this place called Boardroom. It's like a men's grooming place. And he was he's doing an NIL deal with them. And I, and I say that to ask you about NIL. Like So, again, when you're in sports, you're going to coach guys from all backgrounds. And you're going to coach some guys that – you know, come from a background where they may not have much. So explain to me and the listeners, like, can you as a coach, like, actively go out and try and get NILs for your players? Or is that that just has to come naturally? Like, how does that work? Yeah. it's uh, You know, like, can uh, you go out and be like, hey, I got a relationship with such and such. Here is, yeah, you know, um, you know, here's. We can't. We you can't, can't do that. Agents. We can't. We can't serve the agents. We can't broker the deals. Anything oh. like that. Certainly on the recruiting, recruiting end, and you get all in, in all kinds of different situations. But with our current players, uh, yeah, for the most part, we're trying to educate them. Uh, they, they need to kind of take the lead and run with it. When this started, there was the belief that uh, that the student athletes that were very active on on social media would have a lot of opportunities. Now, right. That has been the case. Uh, early on, a lot of female student athletes, the, the belief was they were going to get more uh, NIL opportunities. Maybe not higher dollar amounts, but more opportunities because some of them uh, had a great feel for the social media piece of it. So uh, it's it's a learn. It's a we're constantly learning, constantly new things popping up with it. But what we try to do is, is educate our guys the best that we can, encourage them to go out and pursue those opportunities because there are some available. Uh, we also want them to be realistic, and, and they're going to read about. The handful of guys that are making big money, you know, big time football players at big time schools are, are making, you know, substantial money. But uh, when you study the numbers, the, the, it's really not the case. There's a lot of kids getting small deals across the country, mm. uh, males and females, all sports. Uh, but but it's not not a huge amount of money. But every like I said, every little bit counts for some of these kids. So uh, we want them to pursue those opportunities when they can. 
I, I was curious, Coach. There's a uh, you know all across the country, little nonprofits popping up. In UTSA's case, not affiliated with UTSA, is the Runners Rising Project. I just found out about them, and they're like an NIL fund to, I guess, try and channel money towards UTSA athletes. I know y'all aren't really. Uh, aren't allowed to have relationships with those, but as they start to pop up, uh, I don't know if you know, are there any rules on on how that needs to be handled, you know, from the official UTSA side, or are they just kind of allowed to communicate with the uh, players, and as long as it goes through compliance, it's all good? Yeah, compliance is in a is in a crazy spot right now because there's just so many different different beliefs on how all this is supposed to go down. You know, the uh, started gaining traction years ago that something like this was going to come down, and the NCAA didn't didn't get out in front of it quickly enough, and uh, and so then it was kind of reactionary mode by everybody. So uh, a lot of athletic departments have created um, and, and hired groups to help support help educate help deal with the nil but yeah then there are also the 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 people on the side the outside that are setting things up some some schools have already set up they're real clear with what they're doing they're Mm. they're setting up like llcs and and uh just know that uh you know maybe maybe one sport every single athlete is going to get x number of dollars so there's a lot of ways you can go with this i saw some stuff this week pop up with uh uh i guess it was one of the sec football programs and just taking it taking it to the next level so it's 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 gonna it's happening everybody knows what's going on uh is everyone on the same page at this point i would say no i mean i just think you're gonna get a lot of different interpretations from from lawmakers from compliance officers you know it's it's just a tough deal um but uh a lot of red tape coach (laughs) it's it's, it's unbelievable yeah and and again kids have to be educated because um you know it's uh you know, they're going to have to pay taxes. They're going to have to be prepared for some different things that they haven't dealt with in certain cases. So, uh, you know, I didn't even think about little, the I didn't even think about the yeah. 1099 aspect of it. There, there is yeah. that. And you have yeah. to run everything through compliance. Like you can't just say, "Hey, here's fifty bucks. You mind stopping by?" You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Some, some, there has to be, um, you know, something done to receive the money. You know, whether it's an <laughs> autograph session, whether it's a camp, whether it's. Uh, yeah, there needs to be something done there, and so at the minimum, at the minimum, yes, the kids, the kids need to uh, everything that they're doing needs to be documented and go through uh, our compliance office. Okay. Joined by Coach Shenton of the UTSA Roadrunners basketball team, we got five games left, Coach. What are you looking for? What do y'all be working toward these last five games to gear up? And you know, because at this point, it's possibility to get to the tournament, he's gonna have to win the conference USA champ uh, tournament. What are you looking for to get better at? And, you know, first of all, stay healthy, of course. But other than that, what are y'all guys going to be working toward to kind of gear up for the conference tournament? Yeah, we feel like feel like there's been progress. I think people that, that, that know basketball, that have watched this last right. few weeks, can see that. Uh, offensively, the ball's moving better. Uh, you know, we put ourselves in position to, to beat Western the other day. You know, Western came in here. They got off to a little slow start in league play. That was a tough game. Yeah, that was a tough game. Yeah. Uh, but they came in hot. They won three three previous games easily. Came in here and with with three and a half minutes to go, we were up one. You know, and had three possessions where we got pretty good shots and didn't convert. They went the other end and and got the free throw line on the other end of the floor. So, so we're closer offensively. We're closer defensively. We were, we were making some strides. We went on the road road trip since we talked last and had those three right. road games. And uh, defense wasn't quite as good on that road trip, but. Um, 
still feel like still feel like we're in position where, with the exception of Jordan Ivy Curry, he got hurt on the road trip and, and missed the Western Kentucky game, our uh, leading scorer. So we're going to miss him probably on Thursday as well. Ouch. But uh, the okay. other guys are the other guys are moving the ball. Uh, we're getting better shots. Uh, Eric Zumbel, who's been struggling from the three this year, knocked down four three pointers in that game the other day. That was so good to see. Free him up a little bit. Some other guys have stepped up. So I feel like we're making progress. We need to get the win. You know, our, our guys have. We're on a losing streak and it's tough and it can it can tear a team apart, but that has not been the case with our guys. They're sticking together. Uh, we had three great practices in a row leading up to the Western Kentucky game. Our practices the last two days have been terrific. So I think our guys have the right mindset. They're they're hungry. Uh, they only got an opportunity on Thursday to, to get back at Southern Miss. You know, we, we, we took a shot with one second left at home against Southern Miss. A lot of contact there on that shot, and they didn't call it. We kind of yeah. we would have had a chance to, to win that game at the buzzer there with a couple free throws and didn't get it. So our guys are hungry to, to a little rematch there. But we just got to keep, you know, stay together, keep getting better. I think we all are. Uh, we need to, we need the result, you know. Absolutely. Real popular right now. People say trust the process, trust the process. And I think our players are. But at some point, you got to got to see the the. the, the result get the win to reinforce everything you're doing and, and uh, hopefully we can get that on thursday night well hey coach we appreciate your time good luck thursday and saturday and we'll talk to you wednesday right before you get ready for uab here at home that sounds great appreciate you guys thank you coach Henson. as coach steve henson of the utsa Roadrunners. yeah you know and he it's a tough spot to be in for coaches and players again they've injuries covid you lost your two. You lost two great scores last season. You know when you lose that much offense again. You if it's easy to not watch the games and then just look at the record and make an opinion. But if you like, he if like coach said, if you look at some of these games, they're in a lot of these games. But then there's also like he just mentioned, they lost Ivy Curry, their leading scorer. They probably won't have him again tomorrow night. And it's just a lot to juggle for a lot of teams, especially when you're already shorthanded and then you factor in COVID, you factor in injuries, you factor in guys that have left for the G League or NBA or wherever they've gone or just, you know, it's a lot that's gone on. And for a school like UTSA, it takes a little bit to retool and get back to where you were, get back to where you were headed. I always think it's kind of crazy how college fans have this short-term expectations when in reality the way that college sports kind of ran for the longest time was you would raise up a class and you would hope the class right behind them was just as good, but uh, sometimes they're better than others. And uh, in this age, if you have two or three bad seasons, there are fan bases that will call for the coach when really, you know, I know, geez, I went to Texas State, so uh, like Everett (laughs) Withers was – Everett Withers was only given three years, but he did only win, I think, like two games every season for those three years. So, you know, it's sort of understandable, but, you know, what if that fourth year when he finally got one of his recruiting, his first full recruiting class to their junior season, they were able to knock off six wins? And then, you know, that would probably warrant a fifth season. And what if those juniors were seniors and, you know, he gets his system developed and those seniors play well their next year? But, you know, just. But I always say be patient when you're rebuilding because when you lose the you know guys like Keaton Wallace, then it's hard to replace them. And moving forward, I think Coach Henson has what it takes to get the Roadrunners on the right track. Absolutely, well said, K Dot. Uh, again, here on R and R in the morning, Rob had to step away, but it's all good. We're gonna come back, put a bow. Is that what Rob says? Put a bow on this show. It's R and R in the morning. ESPN SA, SA Sports Star, AM twelve fifty. 
and 103.3 FM. You can't get me. We'll be back. <laughs>